Hey, this is Jay from Gizmachi, and you're watching CMS TV. Oh, fuck yeah! The Prince of Darkness himself with Black Sabbath talking about God is dead. He uh, doesn't believe God is dead, even though he was the uh, devil incarnate back in the 80s uh, that all parents were afraid of. That's right. Kind of a weird uh, dichotomy, don't you think? It is. Well, somebody wanted us to dedicate that to the dead Pat Robertson. Oh, uh, yeah. Pat Robertson. Well, there were some deaths this week. Pat Robertson yeah. passed away. What was he? 93? Yeah, too old. And, and then Iron Sheik. Yeah, the Iron Sheik died. That sucks. Yeah, he was what, 80? 81. 81? Yeah. And then uh, somebody else passed away this week. That was, oh, Pat Cooper, the, the comedian. Pat Cooper? Yeah. God, I thought he died like 10 years ago. <laughs> and now he passed away this week as well. He was like 94 or some shit. I did not know that one. Yeah. yeah. So, so people, uh, some of these, uh, celebrity types that, uh, were staples of our radio yeah. listening days back in the late nineties, early two thousands. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. Pat Cooper was, uh, often on the Howard Stern show. Sure. And, uh, Iron Sheik was on uh, ONA. Yes, absolutely. And Pat Robertson, obviously, being it was a, on uh, my TV an awful lot. Uh, that was the uh, Praise the Lord Seven Hundred Club, wasn't it? Seven Hundred Club was it? Was he Seven Hundred Club or was he the? Yeah, I, no, no, he, no, he was Seven Hundred Club. I think yeah. he established that, right? I think so. Yeah, but uh, he also ran for president back in the early part of the eighties, right? Okay, I, I think, I, think uh, I, I believe uh, Sam Kinison kind of did a you know spoof on him saying that uh, the Lord told me to run for president. He goes, "Yeah, I'm sure he did." Pat, he goes, "Pat sleeping at night," and he goes, "Pat, Pat, wake up! It's the Lord. I want you to go out and check your tire pressure." And he would <laughs> go out there and do it. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, 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 I do. So that was like. 84 i think mm -hmm. you know so yeah pat pat uh, robertson gone bye you know so is uh, there were some notable deaths these week this week uh what was it uh how's that go it goes in threes yeah well, we had three yeah so iron chic uh the camel clutch yeah and I'm not even a wrestling fan. I only know that from uh, Sam Roberts from the ONA show. Sure. Because he, you know, used to interview these wrestler type people. Mm hmm. I will humble you. I will humble you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he, he was like a Iranian guy. He yeah, came, he was. He, he was. came from Iran and, you know, during the heightened, uh, you know, what do you want to call adversary between the U S and Iran? Mm -hmm. He capitalized on that. Well, that was his gimmick. It was Iran. Number one, 
U.S. Hawk Pui. Yeah, so let's see. You, you're you're a wrestling fan, so this would be more up your alley than mine. Absolutely. I mean, I'm aware of the guy. Sure. I kind of got his gimmick, you know, the whole thing, but mm-hmm. I, I was not, you know, down with watching any of this stuff. But uh, what what do you recall from uh, the Iron Sheik? Well, the Iron Sheik was, uh, you know. I, I, he was, he's early eighties or he's, he's early WWE when he mattered. But then when they brought Hogan in, he, they just had him job to Hulk Hogan all the time. Like he always lost to Hogan, but that was kind of what the iron, the iron Sheik for the rest of his life was always bitter about Hulk Hogan. And, and he was always bitter that he had to fucking sell out to that piece of shit that had no talent at all. But the Sheik was a badass, and and you know somebody said it in here. I don't, I didn't see where where it was, but in real life he was um, the Shah of Iran's bodyguard in the sixties. That's true. You know, so yeah, he was a he was a legitimate badass. He was a legitimate bad guy. But um, yeah, he was he was entertaining as shit. Him and Nikolai Volkov, you know, during the they had the. The Russian Iranian connection that I forget what that team was called, but it was the Russian guy, the big Russian guy, and the Iranian guy. And man, anytime they came into a venue, boo! Yeah, boo! <laughs> People throwing shit at them. Oh, man. You're anti American. What are you doing here? Go back to where you came from. Yeah. And then they brought him back with Sergeant Slaughter when, when, um, the Iraq war started. Then all of a sudden he was kind of an Iraqi instead of an Iranian, but he was, he was an Iraqi supporter, him and Sergeant Slaughter, right. the evil Sergeant Slaughter back sure. when Sergeant Slaughter turned his back on the military to, to be against the United States during right. the Gulf war. Right. Yeah. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Loved it. Dude. Speaking of wrestling, you'll love this. Okay. So because I don't have enough to do, I'm doing a um, rock and wrestling show. Is this like the rock and pod? No, it's not. It's, it's just a bunch of us getting together a bunch of it's me and a bunch of actual rock people getting together and we're going to watch classic wrestling. It's and, me. And who would be the rock people involved? Well, it's obviously the great Chris Aiken. Yes. But on top of me, it's our friend Roy Cathy. From the fifth and from yeah. um, Cold Sweat, and it's uh, James Durbin from uh, Durbin and Clean Break and American what? Idol. You got this guy from American Idol. I do. With you, Chris I, Aiken. I do. We've been texting back and forth all week trying to find the right time. All right. And it's um, my new friend who hated me and you for a while, but now likes me, and probably I'm sure likes you too as a byproduct. Uh, uh, Giancarlo Floridia, who we just absolutely destroyed for his band Faith's Edge. Right. But now we're friends. Okay. And, and, he, how, and how did that come about? He reached out on Facebook asking to come on one of the shows. And, um, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And so we talked about, he's working with Lynch. He's working on the new Lynch mob record. And, he worked, and who isn't? That was true. True, but Lynch he also worked Lynch on the Sweet Lynch. Will, well, Lynch will work with anybody who's got yeah. a couple of bucks who could throw his way. 
Well, he's he's writing for Lynch actually. All right. He's not he I think Lynch is actually paying him. All right. But, but he he's doing some writing for Lynch. So okay. so he's going to be on the Rocket Wrestling thing and then um Gabe Cologne, the the current lead singer of Lynch Mob is going to be on this wrestling thing. All right. And we're going to watch we're going to we're going to do like a watch party for some classic um some classic matches from WWF and we're all just going to sit back and talk talk shit about wrestling. Well, how does that work? Streamyard. Well, I know, but are you watching wrestling on Streamyard or are you yeah. watching this previously? Or no, we're going to watch it on Streamyard. Well, well give give us a rundown how this is going to pan out. How is this It'll be just we'll be playing the video on Streamyard and then we'll stop along the way and Somebody'll say, "Oh man, that fucking pile driver was vicious or whatever." You know, I mean that's kind of what it'll be. Is this well, us just well, talking about how, how did wrestling. this all come about? Um, Eric and I had Giancarlo on Chris Aiken presents and somehow we ended up talking about wrestling and the idea was thrown out there. And then um Gian just fucking ran with it. Next thing I know, he's like Hey man, Gabe from Lynch Mob is all in, and James Durbin said he would do it. Um, you know, and I was like, okay. So then I hit up Roy Cathy, who. How, how did you know Roy was into this? Because Roy told me at some point that he wrote the theme music for current AEW wrestler uh, Kip Sabian. Okay. So because of that, then me and him started talking about wrestling and. And, you know, every now and again, we shoot, the, we shoot each other texts back and forth about wrestling. All right. So, so that's how Roy got in, involved in the picture. So once I was doing something with wrestling, I had to have Roy in. So, so, so that's what it's going to be. You poached another one of my friends. Oh, no. I started with Roy Cathy. I was on the fifth before you. <laughs> You're trying to poach mine. I'm not letting him go. <laughs> yeah, but I was on the cruise with him. That don't matter. Have Cruz is still Roy, secondary. Have you met Roy face to face? No. I have. So what? He and I bonded. I've met him face to screen. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Right. But yeah, it's going to be fun. So we're, we're going to be doing that. Under what platform is this going to be presented? I don't know that it's it, it, it's just going to probably just be a special on the network, I guess. On the network, it, this isn't under Chris Aiken presents or anything. Not really, because nobody else is involved. Like you're not involved, so it's not really CMS. Eric's not involved, so it's not really Chris Aiken presents. And um, um, what's the other one? Seth isn't involved, so it won't be Seth Williams show. I think it's just going to be. I think it's just going to be you know the CMS. Network presents Rocket right. Wrestling One or something. I don't know. All right. You know, so and, something. And, when, and when is this supposed to take place? We're still trying to work out the date. That's that's become the big problem. Is everybody, you know, Lynch Mob does the flyouts on Thursdays. Um, Durbin plays gigs Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Giancarlo flies out to work with whoever he's writing with all the time. Okay. So we're we're negotiating the dates now, trying to find and I have shows on Mondays and Wednesdays and Saturdays. So we're trying we're we're shooting to record it on a Tuesday and I don't know. 
once we record it, then we'll release it. We'll pick a day and we'll release it. But it's not going to be live, per se. It's going to be something that people have to download. Dude, it's just a pre-recorded. It will be a pre-record. There's too many. I'm not watching it then. If it's a pre-record, I'm not going to watch it. Too many moving pieces for me to try and do that live. Just won't work. So, well, if it's not live, forget it, man. I'm watching it. Well, then I guess it'll just me be me and those guys watching because I'm in. I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna suck, dude. It's live. (laughs) Forget that shit. Fucking Phil. Add John Drake to the bill and you'll have FagFest 2023. <laughs> it's funny. I don't care if you think it's faggy or not, Phil. I'm doing it. I like wrestling, so fuck you. I'm not watching it, man. You fucking French fuckface. Shut up. Yeah. Go eat a frog, fucko. Anyway, you ready for this contest? Um. Well, before we do that. Yes. Uh, since you brought up lynch mob and all that other stuff. Yes. Did you see that Mick Brown resurfaced after five years? I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the interview with Mick Brown mm-hmm. and he resurfaced literally after almost five years. Right. And basically he just says, uh, I'm Okay. I'm living my best life. I'm enjoying my friends and not touring and, you know, all this other shit. And, uh, you know, he basically spoke out, uh, you know, after a lot of years away from the business per se. And uh, I sent the interview over to Don. Okay. And I said, hey, look, it's a Mick Brown sighting because... Since he brought it up and he's in the interview and all this other, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Uh, truth be told, when Mick Brown stopped touring with Dawkins and he dropped out of the music business, yeah. he basically cut off everyone. Not Don, not just Don, not John, not Chris, not, you know, whoever, mm-hmm. even George or jeff or anybody who was involved sure. with him mm-hmm. he cut everyone yeah. out of his life he Makes just sense. he deleted his social media he took down his website he changed his phone number he mm-hmm. did he just more or less just uh distanced himself from everything and everyone that he was involved with in in life more or less sure and this kind of dispels the whole rumor that well he he cut off uh communication with don no he cut off communication with everyone right not just don everyone were people saying that yeah they were okay yeah, because don's an asshole and mm. Mick probably didn't want anything to do with him and blah, blah, blah. Right. But, but the fact is, is that Mick just cut off uh, communication with everyone. Sure. Even George Lynch said that in a recent interview that uh, Mick 
just, he just disappeared. He disappeared. So when, you know, and he tells the story on the interview, if you saw that, can, do you have any of that interview available at all? Can you pull that up? That uh, he, he did an interview and he just basically said, you know, my body was hurting and I was in pain and, you know, I, I just came to the end of my road. Mm, it's, called, it's called rim shots with uh, Sean. Rim shots with Sean. Is, is this it? This is not it. This is a year ago. Um, rim shots. Yeah, rim shots with Sean is what it's called. It is long as fuck. Which side do I need? One or two? Well, it, it just. Just some of it. I don't care what you pull up. Just just the fact that Mick is still alive and kicking, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of Room Shots with Sean brought to you <laughs> by Stools and Bad Talk. Uh, this man needs no introduction, and uh, we're here to maybe uh, clear some things up. Mr. Mick Brown, how are Hi, you? Hi, Sean. Doing? How are you? I'm super. I'm super. So, look, what is the uh, what is the line? The uh, the uh, the word of your demise is greatly exaggerated. I mean, here you are, loving life. <laughs> well, uh, I'm actually I'm here today uh, through my friend Bobby Sisk, who's home I'm in right now, and. Uh, I never said it in my own words. You know, Bobby pointed out to me, hey, you never talked about your retirement in your own words to the public. Everyone else has talked about it. He goes, why don't you just sort of push the reset button on the social media panic? Because uh, there's a lot of strange misinformation that goes on. And, uh, you know, recently I got some really creepy uh, things from friends that were like, hey, they're saying you have cancer. They're saying you committed suicide. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm fine. They go, so when he brought this up, I thought, oh, maybe I should do this and maybe check in every four years or so. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, somebody decides, and 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 I want to I want to talk to you about the reasons, but I mean, we'll get to that in a second. But you know, when you decide that, hey, it's been a career, it's been a slice, you should just be able to, you know, fade off and do what you want. Well, that's, but, that's what I thought was going to happen. But right? you know, I'm getting more attention now, not being in the band than I've ever had in my life. And it, every time I turn YouTube on or see a podcast like yourself, uh, my name comes up and, and they're talking about me. I'm like, okay. All right, stop it. Just stop it. I, I Look, I'm already calling bullshit on Mick on this stuff. I'm calling bullshit. First of all, he knew by just disappearing like this that it would generate it. He did not think people were just going to be like, eh, well, we've been watching you for 40 years with two major bands, but uh, or three major bands. But yeah, you disappeared. Nobody's going to notice. He didn't think that. No. Stop it. That, that, that's the whole thing. It's just that, uh, you know, he did retire, obviously. Yeah. But he never made a statement about it. He never said anything. He just like, one one day in the airport, he told Don, "I can't do this anymore." Yeah, and he just just quit. Yeah, was, but did this this no line of horseshit is well, shit. There was, there was no announcement. There was no nothing. He just yeah. stopped playing. Yeah, he could have easily put out just had his had their PR people, Don's PR person. Mick is leaving. 
I mean, that's what every other band does. Yeah, but he didn't do that. He just yeah. he just stopped performing and made no announcement. Didn't care, whatever. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Looking at Mick, mm-hmm. he's almost seventy. Yeah. He looks pretty good. Looks pretty healthy. Yeah, he looks healthy. He looks like he's enjoying life and good for him. Yeah. And again. I know for a fact that uh, since he just quit the band in the day, on that day in the airport, mm-hmm. he made no announcement. He didn't uh, inform anybody. He didn't make a statement, nothing. And he just more or less changed his phone number. He deleted his social media accounts, whatever it is. However, people could get a hold of him. Yeah. He just, he just flat out just eliminated everybody from his sure. life. wonder how this guy got a hold of him. Well, because he got through a friend of his. Oh, is that what it is? That He, he said that. Well, I wasn't listening. But it, <laughs> I, 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 sent, I sent this video to Don. Yeah. And I said, hey, look, it's a Mick Brown sighting because Don has not even spoken to Vi- Mick since then. Okay. Neither has Jeff Pilsen, neither has George Lynch. You know, there, there's a lot of people have not had any contact with him. Uh, mm-hmm. our John Levin has no contact. Uh, Chris McCarvel, no contact, nobody. Sure. They, they didn't know how to get a hold of the guy. He just sort of just like deleted everything in any way to get a hold of him off the internet whatever Mm -hmm. so don don texts me back he said it was great it was a great interview has always been so honest and i'm happy he's happy oh that's cool that's it no no animosity no nothing it's just like well i'm i'm glad he's doing okay i mean the, the guy just just ghosted everybody well let's be honest though that's how you're gonna go out Again, I, I have I no doubt that. about that. Well, I don't know that to be the case. I can't say that definitively, but regardless of that, it, that's just how he exited the the realm of being a performer. Yeah. He just distanced himself from everybody's life and he did an interview what it, it's been almost five years. Yeah. And just pff, gone. Yeah, I'm out. See ya. Yep. And uh, again, from what I understand, at least what I was told, uh, the day after he quit the band, he sold his drum set on like a uh, Craigslist or some shit. Yeah. He's I probably mean, planning it. Yeah. He just <laughs> gone. Yeah. Just done. So, so Mick Brown, apparently fine. Yeah. Looks healthy. Looks fine. Just resurfaced for a guy who's almost 70. He looks pretty healthy. Yeah. Looks like he's enjoying life. He's got his jovial, goofy laugh and seems like he's just like, yeah, I'm I'm okay. You know, I'm here. I'm still here. I'm just retired and living life. And just good for me because I, I personally... Uh, was a good friend with Mick. Well, yeah. and and I don't have his phone number. Nothing. 
Well, you'll just have to live with this rim shot with Sean. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I have spent evenings out with Mick where he did tons of Jim Beam and Coke. Mm-hmm. And we've sat there and laughed and he's told me stories and, you know, all these other things. And he has been one of the kindest, easiest going guys I've ever known. And he's always been very friendly to me and I have nothing bad to say about Mick. He's always been a good dude. And for whatever reason, he's always been very good to me. So I'm glad he's doing okay. Yeah. Same. Glad to see he's healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, getting oh, cool. back to getting back to what you wanted to talk about, I just wanted to bring that up because that kind of sure. surfaced this week that uh, Mick just kind of, you know, came out of the shadows mm-hmm. and did a off, you know, kind of a random interview and just like, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Don't worry good. about me. We're good on him because obviously his brother is drumming for Tesla. Right. Dude, boy, did they put out a shit video? Did they? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll pull it real quick. All right, they put out a new album or a new live album, which unnecessary, yeah. But, um, there's a new Tesla release out, a new Tesla live record, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that, but called uh, called Live Full Throttle Live, it's live from Full Throttle Saloon, okay. And uh, you know, I love Tesla. Again, I I do too. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a hater. They ain't doing themselves no kind of favors with this. All right, but regardless of that, mm-hmm. um, Mick's brother, yeah, is the drummer. Yeah, he he's drumming for Tesla currently because mm-hmm. Troy Lakata is. Did no. they? Or did I? I know that. Uh, I think Brian Wheat said something a couple of weeks ago that he said Tesla will be making a formal statement statement yeah. regarding the uh, status of uh, Troy Lakata. Did, did they ever do that? Not yet. All right. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, I'm and I'm obviously I get I'm in with the publicist of Tesla, so. I certainly would see it, and no, they haven't. But uh, is this is this like the Scott Rockenfeld? Uh, no, no status of him being in the current version of Queensrÿche. Well, now he's suing Queensrÿche. I don't know if you saw that this week, but he's got his court date set. So what a, what a mess! Yeah, just just stupid, fighting for scraps. But anyway, back to this video. So they put out this live album, live at Full Throttle or Full Throttle Live or whatever. Okay. It really doesn't do them any kind of favors at all. Jeff Keith sounds terrible. Well, he he ruined his voice. And again, I'm just going to go by mm-hmm. what I've heard or read in media before about the whole use of, you know, drugs. Mm-hmm. That, that it destroyed his vocal cords. Yeah. Well, he, he definitely did. But so you know this song "Miles Away," right? A, a little bit. Well, let's let's hold on. I'm thinking this is a winger cover, right? No, it's it's definitely not that. <laughs> Miles away. Let me find the real one first. It was right. it was on then into the now. Right. Let me. 
Let me let me switch gears here for a second. Since you can hear the original, so you have something to compare this to. Uh, do, 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 do. Well, End of the Now was actually a really good record. It is great record. I love yeah. it. I liked it because it had Mickey Mouse on it or Super Yeah, that Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse, Super yeah. Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It has a lot of good songs. Goddamn money. Yeah, get out there. All right, here's the original of Miles Away. All right. We'll just give this a taste. This was kind of a comeback record. It definitely was. Here yeah. we go. So you hear, it's not the best Jeff Keith has ever sounded, but it's pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, you recognize it as Tesla. Yes. And I'm not saying that this is that bad, that you won't know it's Tesla, but just. Uh. <laughs> well, when did that come out? Like 2006? Um, I don't know. 2004 2006 it was it was in that it was in that era yeah when did this fucker come out it came out uh march 9th 2004 all right wow even earlier yeah so 20 years ago 19 years ago no yeah 20 years ago yeah long time yeah so anyway while they're playing this song apparently at the uh, full throttle saloon and here is the live version of that. Because everyone would know the song, right? Yeah, of course. Off of, right. off an album 15 years into their career. 20 years into their career. Was it 20? Yeah, yeah. 86. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. Well, here's here's the uh, here's what it sounds like, I guess, now live. Well, this is this is like what Black Crows did when they played all B sides on that one tour we saw. Yeah. That was better than this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Oh, 
So far, so good. That sounds pretty good, right? Well, it's jamming. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I like the fact that they still have their same stage set from 94. <laughs> oh, why buy new? I mean, they got the whole drum riser and stuff that mm -hmm. I believe, I believe uh, was recycled from Chicago's tour from 1989. Could be. It's a multi-level drum uh, riser. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to take a drastic turn here in a minute, at least uh, to me. All right. Here we go. I would like to point out one other thing. This is what they opened the show with. Okay. A song no one knows. Well, it's it's like, well, let's get this out of the way and let's get to the hits. Yeah, but come on. Don't you want to get the crowd all crazy? Well, they are the first song because they're happy Tesla's on the stage. Yeah, I guess so, but hmm. all right, here we go. sound good well i'm gonna give them credit for one thing okay they they put some time and effort into the production of this thing sure um not sure about the spaceman well, <laughs> well again they're they're they they Again, this is the whole official video thing. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to promote this thing. But yeah, we just established that this whole song came out. What you said, 2004. Yeah. Holy shit. So we're looking at 16, 17, 18 years ago, at least almost mm -hmm. 19 years ago, rather. Yeah. 19 years ago. And boy uh there's no need to highlight this <laughs> i i would agree what are you trying to make this a hit now i think they're trying to sell concert tickets but it's just like ugh, it doesn't sound that great 
The band sounds okay, but I, I just, Jeff Keith does not. Well, again, they, they kind of put his vocals out front on this live video, mm-hmm. and it's a little hard to swallow. Yeah. All right. It's like swallowing glass, which is yeah. what sounds like Jeff did. Yeah, it's a little tough. Yeah. All right, here's some more. Get out of my head or took for the thrill. The way I dress, the way that I look, all the way that I feel the bills. Cause you're miles away, miles away. Could you be so wrong? Cause you're miles away, miles away. All right, is it just me, or does Brian Wheat look like he's in pain? Well, Brian Wheat looks like a Sharpay dog <laughs> at this point. He he. Now, I want to remind you, he was married to Sandy Soraya at some point. Okay. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, what's going on with this guy? Well, at least he cut the beard. Remember, <laughs> he had the big giant beard there during COVID. He had the huge fucking stoner rock beard. I know. But now, yeah, I mean, forgetting that he that he looks like the fat Ramon, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's a, he looks like fatty Ramon. He does. He does look like the fat That's a good comparison. That's what he looks like. But, and, and, and Lord knows, I'm not one to call anybody fat because as we established earlier, I'm fat. He doesn't look like he's enjoying it, the experience. That's my point. He looks like he is laboring to do yeah. this. Yeah. He looks like I would look if I was in a, if I was working at a fucking water treatment facility, <laughs> scooping the shit off of the, the scrub brushes or whatever. Yeah. He, he just, he just, I agree with you. He looks like very pained Yeah, in doing this performance. Yeah, very not like he's not. And this is song one. This is the opening track. And he's already like, oh, here we go again. Instead of, you know, most of these guys, you come out of song one, you're like, yeah, let's fucking tear it down. They're kind of smiling. They're kind of like, yeah, we're into it. But yeah, looks like, oh, this is laborious. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's, you know, he's he's just like, oh, is this almost over? Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll play a little more of this, and then we'll get to the we'll get to the contest because I don't want this to go till three fucking thirty. All right, here we go. Yes, no. It's not selling me a ticket. 
just why wondering why that Frank Hanna is wearing the mom jeans. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know he's been sober a year. A whole year? Yeah. As you know, sober in what regard? Like he's not smoking pot. He's or- not doing anything anymore. All right. He's drinking water. Okay. I'm stunned. I was, you know, Tesla is one of those bands that everybody looks at as like the family band, but anybody that knows anything about Tesla knows they were just a bunch of fucking degenerates. Well, I I can tell a personal story. Sure. When, uh, Frank Hannon was, uh, doing his whole moon dog main thing. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, our good friend, Randy was more than happy to oblige uh Frank Hannon with some weed, weed mash. Yeah. And uh Frank and Randy and I we were down in the basement area of the Agora mm-hmm. Theater, which is where Moondog Main was playing on a Sunday night. Right. I got the weed man. Right. And uh they were down there, you know, you know, smoking their weed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, me and Frank, man, we were just like bonding. Yeah. Like, you were oh, bonding. Oh, you had weed. Yeah. He wanted to get high. <laughs> you, you provided it to him. <laughs> that was just the whole thing. But it was I guarantee whole- you an hour, an hour later, didn't remember Randy's name. Right. Of course. But it was, was- that guy's name Rocky or something. <laughs> right. So, so I spent, a Sunday evening in the basement of the Agora with uh, Frank Hannon and our good friend Rock and Randy mm-hmm. watching them smoking weed sure. and you know after a Moondog Main show. <laughs> Moondog Main, boy, that wasn't good. Moondog Main, boy, that was not a good project. But. but but I was there and sat in and watched and participated. And sure. You know, whatever, but it was just kind of funny because right. Randy was just like in his glory. This is Frank Hannon. Ooh. This is Frank Hannon from Tesla, who was broken up at the time because uh, Tommy Skeo Tommy and left, and Jeff Jeff Keith were doing uh, what, Bar Seven. Well, they originally called it Sofa King. Yeah, Sofa King. Yeah, but but then they changed it to Bar Seven, which I saw them at the Agora. Yeah. And uh, hung out with them, too, at the Agora during the uh, Bar 7 shows, mm-hmm. you know. So, as a Tesla fan, I went to the offshoot offshoot band shows. Huh. Did you and- see Soul Motor as well? No, I didn't see Soul Motor. I saw Soul Motor as well. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, Brian Weed, I think I interviewed him for Soul Motor. Yeah. You know. So, you know, if he was excited to do that as he is for this. Yeah. But but I I love Tesla though, but I do too. I'm I'm not sold on this at all. No, this is not good. This is not making they're They're here August 4th. And I'm like, you know, I got the hookup. I can get there for free. It's at the fucking, it's at the MGM. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it big enough to play the MGM? That's that's where they usually play now. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I'll probably go. All right. Just because I haven't seen Tesla in a while and Kelly loves them. All so. right. Well, Tesla's a great band. I, they I, are. And since, you know, their their <laughs> debut really half throttle. <laughs> so I agree. 
I mean, that's Jesse James Dupree's uh, co-ownership with that thing. Yeah. Well, so much for that. So that's Tesla. Um, miles away, if you want to get it. Um, Full Throttle Live, I think, is the name of the album, if you want to. So this is a whole live release, huh? Yeah, but it's only like eight or nine songs, too. So, And none of the good ones. Okay. It really is none of the good ones. It's um. I mean, when did they record this? Last year or something. Year. Whenever, whenever they played at the Full Throttle on the last okay. tour it was it was during uh, you know the Bike Week. Yeah, because that's the only time they're open up there. Yeah, let's see. Where's the lineup? Where's track list? Track list. Lazy days and crazy nights. Miles away. Time to rock. These are probably not in order. Yeah. Um, Cold Blue Steel, SOS Too Bad. That's what, an Aerosmith cover? Okay. Changes, Edison's Medicine, Call It What You Want, and Breaking Free. That's it. Wow. Nine songs. No love song, no um, no man out of time, man out. What's that song called? Edison's Medicine. Ed- Oh yeah, what what's what's what was the one on uh, Mechanical Resonance that was the big hit, the first hit? Oh, uh, let's see. The cowboy, yeah, the modern yeah. day, the modern, modern day, day cowboy. cowboy. Yeah, yeah. No modern day cowboy. So no little was, Susie. So this was recorded back in August last year. Yeah. All right. But none of the good songs are on it. That, that's bizarre that they would play the Full Throttle Saloon and they would play a in front of a bunch of bikers and they would play just like a lot of B covers or yeah. B sides rather just not playing their, all their good stuff. Okay. You know, two new songs, time to rock and cold blue steel. Come on. That sucks. All right. I do like lazy days and crazy nights. That's a cool song, but I don't know that I'd be happy trading that for like little Susie or love song or, or um, modern day cowboy, or I guess they decided that uh, we're not going to play the hits, man. We're going to play a deeper catalog. Yeah, because so. these bikers at Sturgis would love this. Sure, sure they did. Sure they were drunk out of their mind and didn't realize what was being played. Sure. We'll be right back. 